No. It's how not to waste any time. I'll teach you this trick. So all you need to do the trick is some cards. Okay. You pick a card. Any card. Okay, don't tell me what you got. <laughs> and now give him the microphone. And read the read the card. Shri Shuka Uvacha Atra Sargo Visargascha Sthanam Poshanam Utaya Manvantare Shanu Katha Nirodho Muktir Ashraya. And translation? Sri Shukadev Goswami said, In the Srimad Bhagavatam, there are ten divisions of statements regarding the following the creation of the universe, subcreation, planetary systems, protection by the Lord, the creative impetus, the charge of the Manus, the science of God, returning home back to Godhead, liberation, and the Samam Bonum. Haribo! You see how that works? Now, uh, Bhagavad Seva, Prabhu, how did it work in action at the airport the other day? Give him the microphone. To, uh, and tell him how the card worked. Hare Krishna. Yeah, I was uh, standing at the airport for my baggage. And uh, I think I was wasting my time. So Prabhu came over, gave me the card. And we read together the Chetan Charitamra verse 18 dot. One nine, if I remember that right, so it was very enlivening and uh, lesson learned. We get these pockets of time, so we can we can read, pull out our cards and read. So keeping that cards are very useful. I have taken a pick of that. Yeah. So how long did it take for the bag to come when we started reading the card? Yeah, more than seven. Yeah, roughly seven minutes. So yeah, seven actually, minutes. it's hard to even tell, right? Because yeah. we didn't care. We were thinking differently than everybody else that was there everyone else was thinking where's my bag where's my bag where's my bag where's my bag and we were thinking about the bhagavatam and we were thinking take your time take your time take your time we try this one more time so it's a little deck of cards tell them what i'm gonna do for you <laughs> it's a little deck of cards for 49.95 no i'm just kidding is a get a a get a a simple index card and I recommend a some colored pens I use black and red and then I put the diacritical marks in red and the and the letters in black and then the word for word is alternating black and red I'll pass these around so you can have a look at them I know how many are here so <laughs> So you can collect them, trade them with your friends, and it's fun for the whole family. And if you collect these, get these collector cards, you can collect up to 18,000 of them for just the Bhagavatam. The set for the, Bhag for the Bhagavad Gita, how many do you think there are? 700 hours of fun for everybody. And so if you have these cards and you carry them around, what I recommend, this is my formula, carry seven cards with you all the time. 
have them in your pocket or in your purse, wherever they may be. And then whenever you find the smallest bit of time, it, you don't even need more than 10 seconds. It could be just coming down the escalator. I mean, how long does it take to come down a normal escalator? Two minutes. That's a long escalator. That's Heathrow. So <laughs> it could be 10, 15 seconds even, 30 seconds. Elevator time. Post office. You can read the whole Bhagavad Gita. So the, the fact is, that, I'm sorry? Doctor's office is a great place for it. You don't even care that the doctor's always late and you know is condescending like you know the plebes can wait so just have uh, the cards with you wherever you go and then also when you're with other people and remember the two parts of the material world what are they number one to be called nonsense number two do stupid stuff and by the way, stupid stuff, we had a, a training about, um, I mean, it's kind of a serious subject. We had a training amongst leaders some, for some reason years ago about how to survive an active shooter. And I remember one thing, well, many things from that seminar, but one of them was a mantra that I took away, and that is, he said, stupid gets you killed. So... It's a kind of serious thing. So these cards bring everything back to the topic of Krishna. And you don't have to do much. It's kind of like when we're on Sankirtan and you have the cards. You don't have to say anything. You just show them the thing. Give them the sticker. Give them the book. Give them the lollipop sticker, book, card. And that's it. And if you're in a group and you'd like to change the subject, just pull out your cards and hand somebody a card. And then the, everything, the channel changes. And this is one of the points we talked about with attention, remember? We have this power, this special power to, to point our attention wherever we want it to go. For instance, now close your eyes. And bring your attention to Siddhapakul and see the beautiful Siddhabakul tree at Haridas Thakur's. And now, bring your attention to the beach just outside this hotel. You can see the waves crashing, sun going down. Bring your attention now, just zip right over to Totagopinath and see Totagopinath when they finish the Arctic and they put the lights on and suddenly you can see Lalita Radharani and Totagopinath are looking at you. Okay, open your eyes. You went to three places just now. And so we have this power that we can transfer our attention wherever we wish at any time. And when we point our attention in a particular direction, that's where we're going to go. That's where our energy goes. That's the channel we're tuned into. So if you don't like what you're being subjected to in life, does anybody not like what they're being subjected to? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Then change the subject. We choose our subjects and you can be anywhere and change the subject. 
if you're prepared to do that and change the subject to Krishna, Krishna Kata, something that brings you closer to Krishna. So, yes, Prabhu. Oh, we need a microphone only when you only get 3% credit for your questions or comments. What about the people getting offended because they can never talk to you, whatever they want to talk to you about? Oh, well, you got to be nice also and friendly. And, you know, somebody has a question. I don't mean to jam everybody. It just means where it fits in. And don't be a party crasher or something like that. But just find appropriate times when you can introduce it. And that's okay. I mean, if somebody's talking about we got to get the cab and it's going to be at such and such a time. What do you think? Should we call him? And he's like, here, take this. Stop talking. So we don't want to also be pushy or fanatical, but there are genuine openings that we'll find from time to time. And at first, people who aren't used to that, they might get a little bit, um, I don't know, annoyed. To, to a sl small degree, but after a while it grows on them. I've seen it myself because I traveled with some other people, devotees, and I had a tendency in the car to start reading or something like that. And at first I could tell they were a little um, annoyed. And then after a while they really got into it. So Christian consciousness grows on you, fortunately. But again, try to be um, not annoying okay so that's something uh, you can try is writing down verses on cars or any ideas that you have sections of purports something that you hear put it on a card and then when you cycle through your seven every day keep it for a week or a month and just keep looking at it after a while it becomes your thing you can take it in and you have it all the time ready to go yes Prabhu What do you do for um, long verses, like the first verse of Bhagavatam, if it doesn't fit on the card? For some reason, long verses are easier to memorize than short ones for me. It's just long ones, you could put it on two cards. Yeah, two cards. Any other thoughts about this? Do you find this uh, annoying? Do you think it's a good idea? Like on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being one of the best things you've ever heard in your life and 1 being, why are you wasting my time right now? 10, 11, 15. Are you going to try it? Where are you going to get your index cards from? Staples. You can get them right here in Puri, right? There's a Xerox guy. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an index. If you're really desperate for it, you can get any kind of thing and put it on. The main thing is, it's really, it's amazing technology we have right now. A pen and paper. I mean, when I was doing research for my book and I looked into what people used to write on and what they used to use for writing implements, it was a little austere. I mean, even I think the Constitution of the United States was signed with a feather pen or something like that. And you had to keep dipping it in the ink 
and so forth. I mean, a ballpoint pen is one of the most advanced technologies. It's kind of mid-tech, but we can overlook it because we just think, ah, pens, they give them out at seminars with their name on it or whatever. They're powerful because you can take what's in here and then it transfers out through your fingers and comes out in ink and everything starts from a subtle level and then it manifests and grossifies over time. At the first step is that you put it down on paper and it starts to take shape, form. You can manifest things in your life by writing them down using a pen. And so you write a, a, a verse down and it, it starts to become part of your life. And this is one of the ways that, that we imbibe the transcendental sound vibration. After all, the written word is just a, an abstraction of speech. And then you, you just imagine you're carrying that little sound vibration implement in your pocket wherever you go. It's powerful. Gurumaraj Srila Prabhupada used to do that with his writing too, right? Could you elaborate on that and, and tell well, us? Well, if you go to Prabhupada's museum in Vrindavan, which we'll all do next, we're going to call in sick and just all go to Vrindavan. <laughs> no one will know what, what happened to us till we show up on the Fan the Spark network and it's like what are those guys doing they said they'll be home by now so we'll go to the museum Prabhupada's museum in Vrindavan and if you look in the case you see a little don't get me started a little notebook about this size Prabhupada had I keep these all the time and for writing down ideas because ideas come as a gift especially if you're doing sadhana and then Krishna will just say, here, here's a little something for you, fella, little fella, here you go, and give you a, a, like a beautiful idea. And sometimes if I'm lazy, I'll just go, yeah, I'll remember that later, and then it's gone. Krishna's gift is gone. But if I write it down, then I have it. And Prabhupada, you can see his little notebook like this and the pen he had, and he wrote, he had lists of things that he was going to accomplish. Uh, talk to the Queen of England, or was it, no, the Prime Minister? Huh? Indira Gandhi. He had Indira Gandhi on his list. He wanted to get a visas for all his Western disciples. That was a big issue back then, to try to get people to come into the country. Because uh, that was that. And he had a, there's a list of eight or ten things that he had out. So Prabhupada wrote things down. He wrote down on his diary on the Jaladuta, that's recorded. We have that. Thank goodness. And so the the ideas that we get, you can just write them down and then take time later to transfer them to somewhere that you can um, consolidate them all and use them. And Prabhupada asks everybody to write. Because when you write your realizations, then they solidify. You'll notice people who write frequently, like, critical thinking and writing essays and writing their ideas, they speak like that also because their thoughts are more organized. And when you take time to write every day and write down your thoughts, you leave them for posterity for one thing because you may think, oh, who am I? It's not going to be interesting. Oh, it's interesting. This is a historical time. This is a time when people look back and say, you know, what was happening back then? Who were these people from, uh, where are you from originally, David Ratha? 
Yeah. Portland, Oregon. This fellow from Portland, Oregon, and then you got somebody else from Brooklyn, New York, right? And, you know, how did they come to Jagannath Puri? What were they doing there? What, what kind of mode of bhajan were they doing and so forth? All these things become vitally, uh, vital and interesting to, to people in the future. But for our own purification, writing down, it consolidates thoughts. So nice to have a little notebook with you and uh, a pen. And uh, you can uh, then carry some cards. And wherever you go, write down your thoughts. Also, keep your your cards ready so that you can use them at any time. Let me get them back. That's right. There's no loss. Thank you, Prabhu. What'd you think? Okay. Prime Dom, are you going to? They'll bring in the mic. Full service operation. Just a uh, couple of challenges that I have with memorizing verses. I just thought if you could shed some light on that. Sure. Uh, one is regarding um, you know, the desire to memorize more, but then by the time I come to a new one, I've forgotten the other one. Repetition is the mother of learning. So, I notice the the verses that I've I've repeated more in my life. Those are the ones I remember. Brahma Sanghita. For for a long stretch, I did it every day, as I set it up. Remember this morning I talked about have your set that you do every day. Have your 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 bhajan that you do. So when I lived in New York, I was in New York for three years at 340 West 55th. Big temple, uh, 15, 16 stories high. We had 350 devotees at Mangalartik every day. Just They'd just come downstairs and we'd rock the place. And um, every day, I'd go on the altar with Vishnu Gada or uh, Pragosh, my pals, and the Pajari led us right on the altar and we'd stand behind Radha Govinda, and we recite the whole Brahma Sanghita. And we just did it every day. And then we did it in Chicago and other places. And uh, I just carry it with me on a piece of paper, the whole thing. Then I, you know, it, take, it, it starts to become a, a part of your life when you take, a, like what we're doing now with the chapter of Bhagavad Gita. That becomes this chapter 15. Like if you do this, let's just say you did chapter 15 for a whole year every day. It becomes your chapter. If you're the expert on chapter 15, you'll remember the whole thing. You'll just be walking around. You'll be rolling japatis and thinking about a dash chorvam prashritas tasyasaka gunapra. Or you can say it like anytime you want. It becomes yours to, to say before the deities and so forth. So... I was really into Brahma Samhita. I used to listen to it, and uh, and we'd recite it every day. And then I was in Singapore once, and I met this fellow Brahmachari, and he was into it too. So then we chanted it every day for a week. And then he, I said, well, 
he had written it out by hand, the whole thing. And he gave me a, a, a copy of that. And I, and I got on the plane and I was looking at it. And he had all these, these little codes on the corner uh, next to the verses. I think I shared this with some of you at ISV a long time ago. But one problem I had was I knew all the verses in the Brahma Samhita, but I couldn't remember the sequence always. There's two things. There's all the verses, then there's the sequence. So I looked, and I was trying to figure out his code, and they said, aha, this is how he memorized the sequence. He put like C-V-A-A-A is the first. Chintamani, then Venum Kwanantam, and then uh, Alola Chandraka, and Gani, and Advaita Machutamanadi Anantarupam. That's C-V-A-A-A, right? And the next one is P-E-Y-A-P, Payap like pay up. And so these are little uh, ways that you could remember five and five and five and five and five. And I put all the fives together and it's like, yeah, now I remember the sequence. That was a gift because I was into what I was trying. And, you know, even if you're, you've got a low IQ, you'll get a little help, a little wind in your sails now, now and then. I met them and I, I saw that. And then from then I, I knew the sequence and people would, you know, say, well, how do you remember all that? And I say, I just kept trying and more exposure. And now there's a kind of a, a little groove somewhere in my brain. If you look at it through, what would you look at it through? Doctors? An MRI would show that? A little Brahma Samhita, CVAAA. It's like <laughs> a little tattoo on your brain. <laughs> and it's there. It's there, and Prabhupada mentions this in the story of Gajendra. He says, do this because Gajendra, did, in his previous life, he was a, a king named Indrajumna, and somehow he messed around with a sage. Sage didn't like what he, the way he, he treated him, so he said, next life, become a dumb elephant. So he became this powerful elephant in his next life. And then when he got caught by the crocodile, then Gajendra remembered all the prayers from his previous life in a, in just when he needed them. And then Prabhupada writes in his purport that you, everyone should memorize some verses like Brahma Samhita, Nishringa Stotram, and things like that. Because if you don't make it and you accidentally become an animal, you'll even remember it then. See a little squirrel on the fence <laughs> chanting the Brahma Samhita. It's possible. So memorization has to do with, in, the, from what I've seen, is exposure. And also I find that another thing that you can do when you memorize these verses is that's what you bring when you come to a temple. Like you think, what do I do now that I'm here in front of the temple? And when you go on pilgrimage, you're going to go around and see a lot of different kind of deities, right? And then, like, what do you offer? A little crumpled up 10 rupee note or something like that? That's nice. You should give some, some donation. But if you go there with some prayers, it becomes very meaningful. So once uh, my friend and I, God brother, who uh, also chants Brahma Samhita, we went to Radha Raman Temple in Vrindavan. And we got there a little late. And they were counting down to close the curtains. And we started chanting our Brahma Sanghita. And it was so noticeable to the head Pujari that the junior Pujaris were about to close the curtain. 
and I saw the head Pujari tell him to leave it open so we could finish. And I really felt the reciprocation from the deities, and we had something meaningful to offer. So if you collect these prayers and you bring them to the deities and then you sing them uh, from your heart, you'll memorize them more quickly too. So, but you had another question. Yeah. So my, is it, uh, just to reiterate what you said if, to see if my understanding is correct. So I take a set of seven verses and I keep memorizing it for let's say a month and then bring in the next seven and so on and so forth. That There's no hard and fast rule. That's just what I do, the rule of seven. But if you look at them for seven, uh, the seven verses for every day, you just peek at them whenever you can and take some time to make sure you go through them. <clears throat> After a month, they'll start repeating on you. What usually happens with me is I'll, I'll remember a fragment of it. It'll get caught in my mind and there's one pada, you know, one part of it will keep going in my head. And I go, what's the other part? What's the other part? And I also find that the, the mind, it's, it's like a muscle. You have to, to exercise it. So try to, try to remember verses that you don't think you can remember, remember all the parts of. And just try. When you're in the shower, just instead of standing there, uh, you know, doing nothing, say the verse. And when you come to the part you can't remember, then, you know, when you dry off, run to your <laughs> card and look and say, oh, that's it. That kind of endeavor, just filling in the holes whenever you can, is very effective. And you can do that all the time. Prabhu. Yes. So just one oh, more yes. thing. Yeah. So the, uh, <clears throat> the other challenge was around uh, kind of using those verses, you know, when let's say we are discussing it somewhere. Oh, that's and, a big deal. <laughs> and then sometimes it just doesn't show up, uh, the verses. And so is it, we just that's rely on a, You know, it's not cheap. That's why people appreciate when you can recall things. You know, I appreciate it when I can recall things. Thank you, Krishna. Then, you know, it's it's a gift that you get from your austerity of trying. You know, it doesn't just come automatically. And if you do it very superficially, you'll forget it later. But if you really take it into your heart and keep doing it, and as you brought up, let's just say you're giving a, a talk, and then you try to remember, it's very different sitting in your bedroom saying the verse to yourself than it is saying it in front of 30 people because they're all going let's see you do it now and and you feel this pressure coming at you and you're like janma karma young and so you know practice over and over and once you're able to do it like when you're giving a class and it comes out automatically it starts to become part of you it's just your verse it's just there all the time and that's a real asset listen to the way Prabhupada teaches he's always bringing out verses and sometimes he can only well like he'll only quote part of it I've even heard Prabhupada say oh, I can't remember the other part what is that you know he says that sometimes obviously Prabhupada crammed all these and that's something that Prabhupada said he said cram Bhagavad Gita that's a good instruction isn't it say yes Say yes more enthusiastically. Yeah, cram Bhagavad Gita. Has anybody crammed for anything before? I'm looking at all professionals here. Yeah, you have. Stayed up all night. You just pushed it in. You know, just keep doing. Do that with Bhagavad Gita. See what happens. See if you don't get happier. You can't run faster and jump higher. When you, you know, when you're taking all that in from the Bhagavad Gita, you'll you'll notice a difference in your life. Is that good? Okay, Devarata.
this point about half shlokas. I've half shloka, yeah. Yeah, I've had half shlokas in my mind for a year, and then the other one week it just clicks, and then that that shloka becomes mine. It does. It just never leaves. You never know when it's gonna that little tumbler thing. You know the numbers click in. Yeah. And the, and then you get it. There's something about the brain that there's neural pathways and things like that, and you have to keep treading that path over and over again until it hits, and then you know it becomes whole, right? I just had a question about writing. Yeah. So, um, I know that like Satsarup Maharaj, he he has these books that he's published that it's just like something every day. I forget the name of it, but it's it's in his his printing press so he's like he made it a i think Prabhupada gave him instruction to write something every single day mm. and i've noticed with his holiness bhaktivikas maharaj he always has this gigantic journal with him and like in the most random signs like he'll be circulating tulsi maharani and he'll stop ask his assistant for his journal and he'll start writing a lot so i guess i'm just curious to know how do we uh how can we write more? How can we make it a habit to, to write more? Because I noticed just within the course of seva, book distribution, reading, chanting, and the various other things that are part of my practice, it's, I'm trying to figure out where do I fit writing into it all. For me, it works well, at least the initial parts. One of the most important aspects of writing, writing means really grabbing ideas. Once you have all the ideas, writing's not so hard. And ideas come as they f drop from the sky, like manna from heaven. And as you're living your life as a, you know, you're in a human body, soul from spiritual world, you're looking out into the world, you're hearing Bhagavad Gita chanting Hare Krishna, you know, you're going to get revelation. That's powerful. So keep a notebook with you. This is a good brahmachari size. And pen. You have a pen? And you get a little notebook? And Sanjay's your uncle. So, you know, look, there's just random ideas in here that come along from time to time. Stop, write them down, get them. Because once you have that, then at any time you can start, one idea can change your whole life, can change the whole world. It, and a lot of times unique associations will come to you. You say, oh, this means that, that this represents Krishna in this way. Here's an idea that's penetrating. Take it, write it down. That's your thing. And about writing, Chaitanya Charan is a great writer. And speaker and I spoke to him a while back in Mayapur a few years ago just talking about writing so I like to write and here's here's the advice I took from him that I felt was really helpful he said you can always edit a bad page but you can never edit a blank page and that goes for life in general uh, you know, don't hold back because you think you can't do something perfectly. Just try it anyway. Everyone starts, whatever they start, they start from the beginning and they just do what they can and then they learn as they go. So writing's like that also. You can always fix it later. 
and it, it always means consolidating it, refining it, pruning it, thinking. That's why your how your brain gets more accustomed to thinking in very uh, systematic, logical ways. So carry a notebook with you, and whenever you see something, write it down. You could be on the rickshaw. I can tell when minds are on a plane or in a rickshaw because from the different ways the the letters are. But I have to get it because if I don't get it, I'm going to lose it. It very rarely comes back. And then I, I feel really like I cheated myself out of a gift that Krishna handed me. One, two. Bhagavat Prabhu has his, Mahabhagavat Prabhu has his notebook. Hold it up. Look at that. It's got a little, is that the map on it? A map of the world? Oh, in 2010, I gave that to you? <laughs> oh, now that warms my heart. Okay. Hare Krishna. Yeah, I, I do it in, in my phone. I have a file, and I call, like, Ideas Hunter. Like, yeah. I Idea Hunter. Idea Hunter, yeah. Ah. Um, my question, I was talking today with Premi about... Um, yeah, we have like a schedule, things to do, like a checklist. And, you know, sometimes there are, you know, you travel and you have different things to do. And how you deal with that, that not to feel bad uh, by not complete all the things that you want to do? Well, I can't help you with that because I feel bad all the time. <laughs> I really do, because I, there's so many projects going on and so many people I should have called back or written back to, and I'll start going to sleep and then like, oh, darn it. Uh, you know, remember, so it's, it's, I mean, try to delegate, be as systematic as you can. You can't be perfect. There's lots of books written about it. One's called Getting Things Done. It's very systematic, kind of a Zen idea of how to do it. So you try your best a place for everything and everything in its place um you can come as close to perfect as possible i mean there's devotees like romapad maharaj i think he's near perfect and answering everybody whoever writes so you can try for that prabhu Hare Krishna Maharaj. do you um have the same process for memorizing translations as you do uh sanskrit verses because I, I get tripped up oh that. yeah we did it with the youth. It was really fun. I have a technique for that that's so fun, and it's what professional memorizers do. There is a whole, whole sport of memorizing. There's an Olympic for memorization and things like that, and there's a way that they do it that you can use too. Would you like to learn it? Yes. No, Vaishishek, I'm not interested. Okay, so um, the way it works is, and you can pick a verse, and I'll show you how to do it. Mahabhagavad Prabhu, you want to pick a verse? That's too long for this class. I mean, we can pick part of it. What? Okay. Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janaya Yashuvaira Gyam Gyanam Chayarahaitukam. What number is that? Okay, just look it up and I'll show you how to do it. So the way it works is, here's how to memorize something in English. Sanskrit's easier because it's like computer language. It's, the, it's metrical. 
So it's much easier to memorize Sanskrit because you can just, uh, it fits in the brain better. So, but English is, uh, there's poetical aspects to it and everything, but it's a little bit of a ragged, has a lot of ragged edges to it. So it's harder to catch a meter for it. So the way memorizers do it is they make a story and the story uh, catches on to each part of the the sentence, uh, each element in the sentence, and you make a picture for it. And the the more outrageous or odd the image and the story, the easier it is to remember. If it if there's if it uh, piques your interest, you know, because it's so interesting the story then it's easier to remember so we did this the other day with uh with the kids at seven one right so the supreme personality of god had said um and then we we wrote this little story you know seven one he said mayasaktamana parta so it's sri bhagavan Ubacha, the supreme personality of god had said now here and then we had mickey mouse with ears so we even acted out like now here, O Sanu Kunti, how by practicing yoga, and then we had a downward dog, Mickey doing downward dog, uh, with full consciousness of me, and then we had a little thought bubble above Mickey's head <laughs> with the picture of Krishna in it, with full consciousness of me, with mind attached to me, and then we had uh, we had a little leash. And, and it was attached to, I think, the Bhagavad Gita with mind attached to me. And you can know me in full. Uh, the fullness was, what was the fullness in the story? You can know me in full. And then free from doubt, at the end, we're throwing question marks into the trash can. Now here, O Son, uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, now here, O Son Kunti, how by practicing yoga in full consciousness of me with mind attached to me, you can know me in full free from doubt. And we're throwing away the... And so now I can recall it because I have anchors there. I only forgot one little part of it, which I could remember. And, and if I go over it again, it'll become even more solid. And I can remember that translation any time. And the more times I do it, then it just becomes automatic. So that's a way to kind of climb into it, is to find a story that goes with each one of the words and create it so that you can even act it out. And that way, anytime you need to remember it, you can do that. You can do that with, long, with lists of uh, items that you're trying to memorize also when you, you look at them and then you make a story of one thing happens and then another thing happens and another thing happens still requires a little practice it requires practice to do this but people get better at it just like you can get better at doing anything like doing push-ups or something like that if you just practice it on a regular basis so the mind gets stronger is that okay okay so the supreme personality of god had said and remember that's sri bhagavan uvacha uh now here, O son of Kunti, how by practicing yoga, downward dog, 
and of full consciousness of me with mind attached to me there's a little leash uh, you can know me in full free from doubt <laughs> throwing question marks in the trash can so the kids got it within about you know it took us about 10 minutes to come up with the story and everyone agreed to it you know we went around and everyone added to the story and then everyone could do it they they knew the English and if you ask them now because they got kids brains and not mine they can you know they can remember it uh, right away and I told them if you do one of those a day in two years you memorize all the translations in the Bhagavad Gita mm. and that's that's possible so Marge this is something you would I do it in front of a mirror or um, just kind of sit yeah, down do it and in front of a mirror yeah just get engaged that's all engage in it you can act it out go say it before before you're you know in front of your family you go to work you get on zoom say listen guys before we start the meeting I'm gonna do a little play for you <laughs> Just in all different circumstances, you, you, you do these things and it, it just becomes part of the flow. And of course, we do this for self-purification and it's a way to remember Krishna. And it's also useful to have these at one's fingertips to be able to present. Prabhupada told my godbrother Madhavananda Prabhu that if you just memorize about 60 or 70 verses from the Bhagavad Gita, he said, you can go and preach anywhere and you'll be considered a learned scholar. Because you know, like the key verses from Bhagavad Gita, or not even all the key verses, but just like 40, 50, 60 verses, you just have those on the ready. Then you can present with some authority.